Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. I really don't know how I feel about Gabriel Moreno being called up. Happy! I I do know that anything that means I don't have to spend an hour talking about Yusei Kikuchi can't be all that bad. So, it's Blair and Barker. Cometh the hour, cometh the man, or something like that. Uh, Gabriel Moreno, the Jays' top prospect. About time. Catching prospect. (laughs) We'll, uh... Well, he's going to be brought up to save this team, which is 10 games over 500. Absolutely. Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to come up. They look awful. Got to come up and save the Blue (laughs) Jays. They do. They're scuffling. 8-4 loss to Kansas City last night, folks. This team is in a death spiral. They've only won, what, 15 of whatever it is? They've lost 5 out of 21 games. 5 out of 21 games. So clearly something needs to be done. Well, the loss that they had yesterday should count as three losses. Yeah. (laughs) Let's be honest. It was... Took long enough. It was not good. No, it was not good. Uh, it was not good at all. Uh, Gabriel Moreno, uh, according to several sources confirmed by uh, Shai Davidi and Ben Nicholson-Smith, uh, will join the Blue Jays in Detroit this weekend for their three-game series against the Tigers. They have today off. That series, you can rightly, you can probably assume, will start on Friday if it's a three-game series. Today's Thursday. Well, and they have good. Day off. I'll tell you what, anything who, past you. says a BA from the University of Manitoba wow. doesn't get you anything, right? Uh, Kevin, look, we had, uh, we had Dan Shulman on uh, yesterday uh, talking about Gabriel Moreno. We know that, that Danny Jansen is on the IL with a, with a fractured metacarpal, fifth metacarpal. The thinking at the time was that Zach Collins would be brought up to address the immediate situation behind the plate, which he did, and he played yesterday and got a couple of hits and a homer. And uh, that, on the flight to Detroit, and perhaps in Detroit, after a further examination of Danny Jansen's hand, a decision would be made in Moreno. Now, I was kind of with Dan Shulman in this. My thought was, why do you rush it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you go with Collins and and and, and Kirk during this this. 10-day period, however long it's going to take until you reevaluate Danny Jansen's hand injury. And then, then if it's a serious injury and it's going to require, you know, two or three weeks rehab, then maybe you look at bringing Moreno up. It gives them more time to get into, you know, to, to, to get his pregame routine down, all of that stuff, et cetera, et cetera. So, first of all, do you like the fact that Gabriel Moreno is being called up at this time. And how do the Blue Jays use him here? Is this, is, this an, is this an indication of two things? One, Alejandro Kirk really can, is only, can only catch. Like you've, got to re, you've still got to monitor his workload. And we're talking about a guy who, at best, can catch three out of the five starters three times for each turn of the rotation, through each turn of the rotation. And that's partly because you want to keep his bat in the that's lineup. That's not three days in a row. 
No, not three days in a row. That's what I'm saying. Is it an indication of that, or is it perhaps an indication that they think that Danny Jansen's injury is actually more serious than they I, serious than they first let on? I don't know how to answer the first question you you asked me. What, whether I I think this is the, what did you say? Is this the right time to call him? Yeah. I don't know the right answer to that. The the way they treat prospects now, their age is just a number, and I don't have any idea. You know what they go on to to figure out why a guy's ready to be called up. I have no idea. Do you have any idea? Well, I don't. I, have, I think I don't have any idea. He has to be. I, <clears throat> I would imagine. In this case, he has to be playing well. They have to be happy with his defense in particular, because that appears to be, uh, you know, that 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 was the talking point from from Ross and everybody in the organization for the past three weeks. Is you know, yeah, look at the offensive numbers. There's there's little power he's hitting for average, but they're saying we're 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 worried about getting him ready to come up and catch a major league staff. I mean, essentially, what they're saying is what they're telling us. Look, we think the offense will be there at some point. We want to make sure that when he's up there, when he comes up to the majors, he's ready to play. Now, this is the thing. I'm hoping they don't bring this kid up to sit him on the bench and have him share time with Zach Collins in addition to 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 uh, to Alejandro Kirk. I, for, I'm hoping they don't do it. For They're me, not doing for me that. it sounds like Danny Jansen. Anytime you say fracture, I'm not sure what the timetable of that would be. It's it's broken. Like, how long can he – and he uses his hands a lot, especially it's, being a catcher. It's a big deal. Yeah. So, I don't know how long that will be, but it sounds like it'll be longer than what they thought it would be. Uh, Zach Collins thing. Zach Collins is the guy so that when you use Alejandro Kirk as a DH – Something happens to your catcher. Somebody's got to be behind the plate to catch the pitches. You don't want Kevin Biggio or Santiago Espinal being the guy on a contending team. That's why they're here. And I do think, as much as I don't like it, I think they they almost have to have three catchers now. With with the way Kirk has shown you not being able to go three days in a row, his body type, the way he looks when you give him a break offensively, is is so thrown the spotlight on you have to have three catchers. Yeah. And I really do think that's it. Now, Moreno is 22 years old, and he's only had, what, 250 innings behind the plate in AAA. Again, this gets back to the point where I just made. I don't really know what the number is or what well, they need there's... to see defensively that will tell you that he's capable of coming up and whoever he's going to catch. And that's a whole different qu- uh, question in itself of who you going to in that rotation to say, oh, by the way, you're used to throwing to this guy, and I know you guys have been carrying our team. I don't even know if this is a big deal. You'd have to ask the five guys that are throwing whether that's a big deal on on – you don't put the fingers down anymore unless you're Alec Manoa. But who's pushing the button? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure John Snyder will have a big say-so in how that's going to go in the game calling. But if you're going to call a kid up, part of it is calling the game. And you don't want to have your bench coach over there who is taking care of the catchers telling that catcher what fingers to put down or what button to push or whatever it is. So that's my point here is there's a lot that's going into this. And if you're calling him up, and he's your top prospect. You're not calling him up to sit over there on the bench. Well, Call I him up not. to play. I, I mean, I hope you're not. I hope you're not calling him up to, to, to be the de facto third string catcher. I mean, I, I can't think you would. Uh, it just makes zero it, sense. It, it makes zero sense from that yeah. point. So if, if he's up here, they must, you know, they must think he's ready to, as I said, catch two, be behind the plate for two turns through the rotation. Now, if they do carry three catchers, the obvious thing is who goes, and I think the obvious question, the ob- the first answer would would be Bradley Zimmer. But there you go, you leave yourself with no cover in center field, and if you've watched Ryan Altapi in the field lately, you probably understand why the Jays aren't thrilled with the idea of having having him as their main outfield replacement right now. 
Uh, he's lost balls to the sun. He, right he'll now catch for, the balls that he can see. Yeah, but the wind thing, was blowing to right field. The, I mean, I'm not making excuses no, for but, him. But, but my point is, he's not. He's, he's not, not a Brad, center field. He's not Bradley Zimmer in there center field. He's not is. defensively. He's not That's Bradley. That's a better Zimmer. way to say it. He's 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 not Bradley Zimmer. Get, Ten balls hit the center field. You'd rather have Bradley Zimmer out there catching them as opposed to Ryan Mel. Say it that way. That's Don't say best. it like you said. You were watching the same game I was watching yesterday with him in right field. That's that's a little harsh. So, uh, so again, this is it. It's a move that I think we can probably say was hinted at for the past. Well, since Danny Jansen went down with his injury, there were. There were signs in that you really didn't hear anybody from the organization say, no, we're not bringing him Mm -hmm. up. That's not on the table. You didn't hear that. There was always kind of a, there was always this gray area. So I will, I will say this, just me. I will say this. It's not the Vladimir Guerrero Jr. thing where they, they were sort of forced into it. Everybody was yelling and screaming. Why aren't you calling him up? And they just felt like they had to because. You know, the media was giving him a hard time, and it was part of that. This situation doesn't seem that. It's almost like they want to call him up, which yes. will tell you that they think he's ready yes. and that he can catch yes. three times a week and maybe, I dare I say it, maybe DH if Possibly. he has to, if he starts to get on a roll and, you know, he's driving balls to right center. That's obvious he's not a power guy, but he is a gap-to-gap guy. Maybe he can drive in some runs. Yep. Maybe you're seeing it that way. I will say this. I'm Offensively, I'm not sure he can sit over there a couple of days and then come off at the big league level and be productive. I don't think he can do that. So you may have to see him DH a day or two. And I will say the schedule coming up, <laughs> they, they got some good teams that they're about to well, face. This, this would suggest to me that maybe the three-catcher thing is in play because you've got 13 yeah. games. What is it, 31 games? Man, 31 games in, in 31 days or yeah, something like that. that. I would have known it. Yeah. 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 I, after today, I mean, the, the schedule really bites. And we've already talked about it. They've got a big series against the Yankees, uh, against the Yankees coming up. Uh, I guess a week from a week from today, that series starts. So, uh, and we're going to be joined by uh, Shai Davidi at 1020 to do a deeper dive into this. Jeff Pass and Jake Peavy will be along as well. We'll talk to uh, Peavy in particular. I'm interested in getting his sense on what it would be like to work with a rookie catcher in the middle of the year. You know, I found the timing of this interesting because if you go back and look at a lot of the preseason, the stuff that was written in the preseason or at the start of the season, Joey Bart of the San Francisco 49ers or San Francisco Giants. (laughs) You love football. I love football. The San Francisco (laughs) Giants was uh, in the minds of a lot of people. You know, he well, he was the guy who's replacing Buster Posey. Sure, he, he he was a the number. I think he was the number two prospect or number three prospect out of the 2018 draft. He was the guy. Mm-hmm. He was the reason that Buster Posey that that the the Giants were that you know Buster Posey was stepping away. He was the guy that was going to come in every day and replace Buster Posey. He's now at AAA. They sent him down yesterday for a quote unquote reset, which just and, and the Giants like the Blue Jays. They're they're playing to go to the World Series this year. Yeah, they're they're a contender. They're not they're not in necessarily in a development phase. They're in a contending phase. So that plus the scuffling we've seen from Adley Rushman since he's come up, mm-hmm. you know, there's some cautionary tales here. What I will say about this is it it is, and, and this I think may be the if you want to say the the strongest pro bringing him up now argument, the team is playing well. He is not coming up and expected to be a savior 
for this team. He's coming up because of a need. He's coming up because Danny Jansen, their everyday catcher, went down. He's joining a team that has a lot of veterans. He's joining a team that has kind of quietly, I would have to think, been preparing for this call-up for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, because at some point they were going to have to make a decision on it. And he does. It's not like he has to come in and hit cleanup or hit, or hit fifth. He's going to join. He's going to join a good team, and in a lot of ways, I'd rather have my prospect joining a good team that's playing well as opposed to bringing him. Because you know as well as I do, Kevin, you bring a prospect up in the middle of a losing streak. It doesn't matter whether the manager, or the front office, comes out and says to the media, "This guy isn't a. We're not bringing him in as a savior. We're, you know, don't. He's not going to single handedly turn us around." Fans don't hear that. Fancy top prospect catcher teams losing. He's a savior. Boom. And they don't have to view it that way. On top of it, too, he can go up to Bo and, and Vladdy and ask them, you came up midseason, how is it? How do you do it? What's the routine? How can you handle it mentally? He's got somebody to go over, and those two are sort of his kickstand that he can ask questions and, and get really good answers because both of those are willing to give answers, and you know now they're established big leaguers. That, that's something, too. Uh, no, make no bones, bones about it. I was a top prospect. When you go to the big leagues, it's time to perform. It's you're no longer. I know, I know everybody loves to say I ah, steal their top prospect. Now, when you get to the big leagues, and now he's going to be a big leaguer. Now, how long he'll be in the big leagues when he starts getting sent down? Then you can throw that prospect thing back on him. But when you're in the big leagues, it's about performance. And especially, I was the top prospect in the in the Brewers organization. I was it. And when you go to that level, you're expected to do things because you're you're supposed to be better than everybody else at the minor league level. That's sort of the thing here too. You you need to see him doing something good, whether it's throwing a guy out at second base, whether it's getting a big hit with a runner on second base late in the game, something. He doesn't have to do right. get three or four hits a game, but something that will tell you, man, I see what they're seeing. Okay. Well, you have to. He has to. See, well, I would take, I would take a different approach. My approach would be if the team continues to win, if the starting pitching – which by and large has been the strength of this team. There have been some recent hiccups. So we'll talk about Kikuchi in a minute, by the way. But if the starting pitchers continue to perform, if this team continues to win, if the offense continues this surge, I don't think it matters what he does. As long, you know what? As long as he doesn't gum up the works. If he comes up yeah. here, if he comes up here and hits 200 and the Jays keep winning and the pitchers aren't bitching, and I don't know, they have him in the eighth or ninth spot. I, I yeah, I don't care. I, I, and I think that's the beauty of this situation right now. I'm not saying fans won't look at it that way. Fans, fans are going to, fans are going to expect, they're going to expect this guy to be Vladdy by the end of the, maybe yeah, not, not Vladdy, not, not, not Vladdy, much. but they're going to expect this guy to be an offensive contributor by the end of the be year. Yeah, but a hold his own. I'd see, I'm not in your camp. I, I'm just not. He's the top prospect for the Toronto Blue Jays. I, I'm, I'm not. Oh, in you've that been camp. there. I, you're, you've, you've called, been you've there. I, him up. You're calling him up for a reason because you think he's good enough that when he's in the game, they're not missing a beat. He's putting the right fingers down. Now he'll have some help, obviously, because he's not real familiar with who's throwing the ball to him and the situation and who's running and all the things that go into being a good game caller and all the things to receiving and, and having that relationship between a catcher and an umpire. Those are big things in, in big parts of games, and especially doing it in the American League East. You go to Red Sox, you go to Yankee Stadium, if you're still here, all the things that go into that. But I'm in that camp of you called him up for a reason because you think he's really good. Huh? Show us. Now, again, I'm not saying he needs to go three for four every day. Right. 
but hold your own. Like, have an approach. Be able to do something with two strikes. Have a two-strike approach. Now, I do know he has a level swing. He's a, a bat to uh, – a contact guy, so he can go up the middle the other way. That's why the average mm-hmm. in the minor leagues is a little higher. The you know you just haven't really understood, or maybe you can't get to head out and create some backspin. He just doesn't really know how to do that yet. He's learning, you know. So I just think you call a guy up this early in the season, which you know all of us probably didn't think that he was going to get called up. Why? Well, you why is because you think he's really good. Show us. Yeah. Well. As I said, I, I I tend to take a little different approach, but you've been there. You were the guy, and you've been there, and you've been in that situation where, as the guy, things didn't work out. Pressure there. And you got blamed. I, I mean, I, you, I, you, by you, my you, manager. Yeah, you got blamed publicly for <laughs> people who aren't people who aren't familiar with the story. Uh, the Brewers got off to a slow start. You were hitting Kevin Barker's uh, 200, 200, 220. And, um, it's Kevin Barker's fault. The young guy at first base wasn't. Wasn't giving us what absolutely, we absolutely. Again, this is a different story. I was right. more of the savior. To further to your point, for the Brewers, they were not any good. I mean, let's be honest. Jeff Jenkins had some good players, but they were never winning. And I was supposed to You're be supposed one of the, to be was, the future. You I was gonna... supposed to be the forty home run, one hundred and twenty right. RBI guy because of the position I was playing. You know, you looked at guys differently. It wasn't about hard contact. It was about back leg cities and driving dudes in. That was right. what it was all about. And I wasn't doing it the way I was supposed to be doing it. And I and because I was the top prospect. I wasn't the number four prospect in the organization. I was the top prospect. Big difference. This is my point here. Did with you the, have a good spring, too? Uh, spring what I got, I got, the first time I got called up, I got called up in September, well, last of August okay. in September. But the next season, I was the starter. So okay. I had an okay spring training. It was one of that, you know, you massage. Did you know you had the job? Though? I did. Okay. Coming in, I knew I was the first baseman. Okay. So, I, you know, I... I was afforded to, I, yeah. I was able to go out and huh, work on stuff, which I, I, I love it when they say that. You know, you stink. Yeah, it's okay if you stink. I'm working on stuff. Everybody says that in spring training. I want to see I'm as over, many pitches as I can. 15. Hi, hi, hi. I'm, I'm work. Hey, Jeff Blair comes up and sticks a microphone in your face. Oh, Jeff, I was, I'm working on I, stuff. I, yeah, I saw that. I was happy. I saw a lot of pitches today. That's what I wanted. <laughs> That's February. I'm That's working right. on I'm stuff. Working yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, was in, I was in that camp. And then when reality hit, and they're, you know, they're locating and spinning and fastball counts. I just, again, this is when you get called up and your team is as good as the Blue Jays are supposed to be and are starting to be, and you're expected to win every single day, you put guys in lineups that you just say, hey, you're in the lineup for a reason. Most, yeah. of, the, most of the time, you're in the lineup for a reason. And, and again, this is, it'll be interesting to see how he handles it, right? You see, it sounds like he's a good kid. Sounds like he, the, the moment's not too big for him. Now, there'll be that moment where, oh, no, I'm in the big leagues. I was there. Everybody's there. Like, you just have to fight through it and figure it out. But, and then there, that hits that where, you know, I get the ball a lot. I'm putting the fingers down a lot. Like, I'm involved in most of the plays. So, it, it's, I've only seen him online a couple of times. Um, this and I, this sounds really completely non-analytical, but he he looks good behind the plate. He looks like a guy who's been there and done it. Who's before. been yeah? He he doesn't look. I mean, you, you watch the situations. He doesn't look overwhelmed. I, that's that's probably the best way to put it. It doesn't look like it. It it doesn't look like it ever gets too much the next, for him. The next question you'd have to ask yourself is who would he catch. Well, that's a good question. That, that's that's the thing. Uh, Manoa and Kirk, you're not messing that up. Manoa would be an obvious guy. <laughs> you're not messing Manoa and Kirk. Kirk. 
You wouldn't think so. Uh, Gosman's coming off something. He's in a, you know, yeah. he's ticked off. He's, he's, he's chapped. Like, yeah. it ain't working. Do you really want a kid trying to get him through it? What if, what if they take the first split finger? Although I got to say That's really this, good. Fresh set of eyes. Uh, that doesn't work. It's a veteran guy. I Maybe. But they're doing so much off, you know, between starts here trying to figure out what it was and why they did it. And I just, I'm, also, I'm wondering if, who, who would, if who I'm, would be? If I'm not mistaken, didn't, didn't Zach, Zach Collins caught a couple of, of, of Gossman's good games. Did he not? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yes, he did. He caught, uh, yeah, he caught a, a couple of games when Gossman was having decent starts. I, I mean, I'm just throwing that. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out. There's a possibility. We'll talk to Jake Peavy about that. And, and, you know, hey, if you're a pitcher, you're working on something in the middle of the year. And 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 the thing people need to remember is Gabriel Moreno was not in spring training with the Jays because of visa issues. So he hasn't he hasn't caught a lot of these The one guys. little thing you say is, okay, what if they make adjustments and they're out swinging at? What's the kid going to do? Is he always going to be looking in the dugout? What do I do now? Can, can he make in-game adjustments and not have to run out there and tell Kevin, hey, you call your own game? I, I need a little help here. Can, can he get through five or six innings with just throwing a fastball and slider? Like, there's this next little start for Kevin's going to be, I don't want to say a turning point because that's that's strong. Right. But, but he's going to have to gain some confidence by getting some more swing and misses on the split finger. And you may have to set it up is my point. You know what? Uh, I want to take a break, and then we'll come back with Shai Davidi. And when on the other side of Shai, I want to talk a little more about your experience with the Brewers as – a prospect when you were first called up as well, because that's, it's, you've been there. And um, you've been where Gabrielle Moreno's about to go. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. The smartest takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis and Stephen Brunt. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, I mean, I don't want to turn the entire show into the uh, Moreno Fest after basically saying that we need to sort of temper expectations for him, blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about him for an hour. But uh, Shai Davidi will join us in a few minutes to talk about him. <laughs> and uh, Jake Peavy will be along, Jeff Passan as well. DM's open for Barker's back leg bits. We do have to talk about Yusei Kikuchi. Uh, he only lasted two-thirds of an, innings yes- of an inning yesterday, two hits, three earned runs, two strikeouts, four walks. So, Kevin, let's take about 90 seconds to talk about Yusei Kikuchi, which is, I was going to say that's how long he was in the that's game, right. but that's not fair Ooh, because that's... that sucker dragged and dragged and dragged. This, first of all, was manager Charlie Montoyo after the game talking about Yusei Kikuchi's outing. It was just not good today. That's all I can say, you know. Yeah, I mean, it gets tough because you, you got to cover uh, – of course, eight, nine innings, you know, when the bullpen's already thin. Uh, so, uh, like I always say, pitching and defense wins, you know. Like, if Kikuchi comes throwing strikes, we have a good chance. Uh, credit to our team that was still battled back and we were in the game. A couple of plays that kept us in the game, Bo making that play up the middle, and then Guriel making that play in left field, we kept us in the game. But at the end of the day, it was too much to, you know, to overcome. All right, Kevin, 90 seconds on Yusei Kikuchi before we get to Shai Davidi. 
Uh, Bo t- attacking the in-between hop. I'm going to start with that. We see him all the time uh, before the game starts doing that with his backhand, getting that in-between hop. Bo's defense uh, has become almost off the charts uh, at this uh, point well, in time. There you go. Well, there it has. Well, well said. Uh, you say Kikuchi. For me, anyway, he needs to work on routine before he gets in the game. You've seen the first inning. is really bad. There's something going on from the time he's throwing the bullpen to the time he gets to the game. He needs to figure that little part of it. And day games, for whatever reason, for me, anyway, he walks around the mound, he stretches a lot. That will tell you that routine from the time he starts there to the time he the bell rings is not very good. Was that 90 seconds? Pretty close. I know that uh, when the Expos were scuffling with their starting pitching, one of the thing they used, one of the things Joe Kerrigan used to do is basically script the first inning in the bullpen and pitch your bullpen as if it was the first inning of the game. Pretend that it's a lefty batter at the plate. We're going to throw four pitches to him. And and so that when the pitcher came out, he'd already had an inning. The only reason him. I say that, if a guy can throw 96-97, why isn't he throwing it? Why yeah. is it 93-94 coming out of the game? Yep. Why isn't it 96-97? Figure it out and give us that one early. It's bringing Shai Davidi, our MLB insider with Sportsnet. Shai, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, busy day for you folks coming up, no doubt. Um, I mean, look, the Jays, the Jays have had a lot of success in recent years with their minor league system. You just look at the lineup and look at the guys – the number of homegrown guys in this team. Why now with Gabriel Moreno? Do we know why exactly they're calling him up? Because they're not playing poorly. The starting pitching has got a bit of a wobble right now, and I would think that may not be the best time to break in a, a new guy. Uh, but, and you know, and the offense is, is, is coming back. I mean, the offense has been better. This has been their best two-week run offensively probably since the season started. Why now with Gabriel Moreno? To me, and, you know, I haven't heard definitive word on this, but, you know, on the background that I've had in recent weeks talking to people, it to me it's all a matter uh, of opportunity of, or a function of opportunity. If the, the Blue Jays felt that in order for Moreno to, to Moreno to come up and not have his development stunted, you know, he'd need to essentially get into – you know, play half the games, you know, whether that's all catching or, you know, some DH. But if he's playing at least half or maybe a little bit more than that, then that would still be productive for them and for him. And then I think you look at the the scenario, you know, if you have to try to find ways to make sure that you're optimizing Alejandro Kirk, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to keep him playing. You want to keep that bat productive. And if he has to catch five or six times a week, you know, is that going to take too much of a, a toll on him and impact him at the plate? So, you know, between that, uh, the fact that you know Zach Collins is is isn't the isn't an elite defender behind the plate, and then you have uh, sort of the enough of an opportunity, and the fact that you know physically he's ready, like all the tools are ready. Is he going to be able to game call and handle a pitching staff? Well, you know, there, there's really no way for him to ever get fully prepared in the minor leagues to do that. Um, You know, I think that combination of factors is, uh, you know, led them to the conclusion, well, you know, this guy is, is a dude. We haven't even talked about the bat and like, you know, his bat has been big league ready, maybe even since late last season. So uh, all those pieces, I think ended up tipping the scales for the Moreno call up. Yeah. I'm wondering, I, I know you were there when we had this discussion with Ross and I've completely drawn a blank. They don't use pitch comm in AAA, do they? 
No, they're not allowed to okay. use Pitchcom. So, you know, th- there's going to be some crash course. And you know, I think that's one of the reasons why he may not necessarily be active Friday. Like, he's going to be active at some point uh, the weekend. But, you know, the people that I, were talking, uh, I was talking to last night were saying, yeah, just, it, you know, it's going to be at some point during the weekend, but it right. may not be Friday. I think part of that may be just be a little bit of a crash course of, you know, this is how we're doing things. And, you know, in some ways, this is where the, the his visa issues during spring training kind of hurt him, mm-hmm. right? Because he, he would have had three weeks there to get to know guys, catch some different bullpens, things of that nature. He was in camp, uh, I'd like to say, you know, less than a week, maybe just like right. three or four days or something along those lines. So, you know, that's not ideal by any stretch of the imagination. A- at the same time, you know, the talent was just off the charts, right? Like this, you know, I don't think that we're, we're grasping how complete a player he is. Uh, and he's going to get a chance to have impact offensively. He's going to have a chance to have serious impact defensively. And I think part of what maybe some hesitation or the only bit of hesitation is just, you know, how quickly can he pick up how to handle a pitching staff? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a lot to put on a 22 year old kid. Shy, is there anybody in that, in that rotation that would be easier for him to catch or does it matter? It's top prospect. It shouldn't matter. Should it? You know, like from a stuff perspective, you know, that's not going to be an issue, right? He's, he's good at framing. He's good at blocking. uh, He's super athletic. Uh, you know, he reminds me a little bit, they're, they're different, but in some ways of Russ, uh, Russ Martin a little bit with how mm-hmm. athletic he is behind the plate. So I don't think that's going to be the issue. I think game calling, you know, that might be of a challenge. And so you think about someone like Ross Stripling, you know, throwing the kitchen sink at guys mm-hmm. and pitching backwards and never, you know, never really following, you know, one sort of path, you know, that might be tougher for him to think along with, uh, with a Stripling compared to say, you know, Gosman, it's like, all right, well, we got the fastball, we got the splitter, and we're going to mix in some sliders. But, you know, that that's the, the main combination. So I think there'll be a lot of work uh, done in terms of, you know, how the schedule lines up in terms of which games you want to prioritize Kirk with different guys. Like Kirk is going to continue to catch it, Alec Manoa, I'd imagine, especially given the success they've had together. So I think you could scratch that. Um, and then, you know, from there, you kind of figure, okay, well, maybe you want Kirk with Strip because of mm-hmm. um, because of the the pitch combinations, and then, all right, uh, you know, does you know does does Moreno maybe work with Barrios, who again is a little bit more straightforward than some of the other guys, Gosman, and kind of pr- proceed from there. Interesting. He is the number two guy, right? He, he's not coming up here to be the number three catcher. He's the number two catcher. Yes. I, I don't see how you could bring him up and say, okay, you're going to play once a week. And, you know, I, I think the Blue Jays don't want that. They would, they're not bringing him up to play once a week. So, you know, obviously Kirk's going to be the priority guy. Uh, you know, I, I would imagine Moreno's catching two to three times a week um, and then, and then DHing once or twice. Uh, and, may, and maybe Collins catches one game a week, you know, I, just to just to balance things out. So I still think there's a way for them to to keep Collins uh, up here. You know, may, maybe he ends up the odd man out, uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, I can see. I can see them not minding having to catch, uh, having to carry three catchers right now. 
right. even if it means maybe going down an arm in the bullpen or something I, like that. I was just going to ask before I, I was going to let that's, Jeff jump in there, and I'm sure that's what he was going to ask yeah. is about they, do they have to keep three catchers? It's, it's for me when I listen to you talk. It's about Kirk here. Like, like you want to get the fullest Kirk you can possibly get, and that's the offensive side of it. Do you have to keep three catchers? You have no choice. I, I don't know if you, you have no choice, but. I think it comes down to how much do you want Kirk catching, right? Do you want him catching three or four times a week? Do you want, can you maybe stretch him to five, right? And Mm -hmm. I I don't, I I don't think they want to stretch him to five and maybe it's four, maybe four is the number. Uh, And so from that point, do you want Moreno catching three or do you want maybe two with a, with one for Collins? You know, I think that's how this breaks down. The other thing is that, you know, the Blue Jays, you know, they've done, they've done sort of studies on this, but they've, oftentimes had either Kirk or Jansen DHing or, or brought them in as pinch hitters late in the game. And, you know, that exposes them. And I know that it's been very uncomfortable for Charlie Montoyo and John Schneider. You, you, you think about the scenarios now, like the odds are super low that something like that would happen. Uh, it, it, it's less than 5% of, uh, of the opportunities that a catcher actually gets injured in one of those windows. And, you know, so, okay, the odds are low, but they aren't zero. And if you're going to continue to use Kirk either at DH or Moreno at DH, you know, do you want to leave yourself exposed in potentially a situation where Santiago, Santiago Espinal is coming in as an emergency catcher? Yeah. Uh, I, and, I, and Espinal's game, but I, I don't think anybody on the team wants that, no, right? No, you know, it's funny. As you were talking, too, um, I was looking at Kevin Gossman's starts this year, and when he was going well, he has had Alejandro Kirk and Zach Collins catch him. Zach Co- Collins caught that game. Now, I, again, you know, one game is, a, you know, small, smallish sample size, but he, he caught Gossman in that eight-inning game against the Red Sox, eight innings, seven hits, eight strikeouts. And I'm wondering maybe, Shy, given that Gossman is going to be working with some stuff uh, or working on some stuff, mm-hmm. maybe – Maybe that's why you you give him the, his next start with Collins, and then maybe you kind of you know the two pairings you absolutely need are Kirk Manoa, Collins, and Gossman, and then maybe you kind of you 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 try to fit it in around there. I mean that's just me sort of spitballing here. And then if you do carry three catchers, I, I guess I, I like the way you brought it up because I hadn't even thought of it. My automatic reaction was Adios Bradley Zimmer. And, you know, that that's probably not going to have an impact on them offensively. But, damn, I sure like having Bradley Zimmer going after fly balls in center field. So, I don't know, yeah. maybe maybe the pitching, you know, punting a pitcher is the way to go. Yeah, I, I don't think Bradley Zimmer, I mean, I'd be surprised. And, you know, the, the element that people don't really appreciate with Bradley Zimmer is that, you know, him getting in there, you know, once a week, uh, you know, and, and a few times later in games just to spell George Springer, uh, uh, a little bit in center field, you know, that's going to, that's going to help George Springer sure over is. the course mm-hmm. of the full season. Absolutely. And, and it's plus defense. Like, you know, you absolutely want Bradley Zimmer on your playoff roster, right? Yes. Because of what he does. And it's, it's, he's a great base runner too. He's super fast. Like he is, you know, you think about what the Blue Jays did with uh, uh draw Dyson last year, you know, that's, that's his role. That's Zimmer this year. And so there's absolutely a place for him, you know, uh, and, you know, if you're, if the problem is if you need more from him than, you know, one, one start 
and, you know, a few innings here and there per week. But as long as you limit it to that, I, I think there's very much a place for him on the roster, and, and there's a clear value to that. Absolutely. Shy, really good stuff. Thanks, Thanks for joining Shai. us tonight, uh, today, tonight, today, this morning. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Whatever it is. Whatever yeah. it is. Be well, yeah, Shy. Take care, guys. See ya. Thanks. Shy Davidi, MLB Insider with Sportsnet. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll be all over the uh, Gabriel it Marino is. We, story we, today. We, we, That's t- int- I'm just going to jump in. That That is interesting. I... I uh, I, I'm with Shy. I don't think you can get rid of, or I don't think you can send out Zimmer. I like, at this point, I might as well carry three catchers. And I ask myself, do I need Matt Gage or, or whoever? I'm already, I'm going to be bringing Tim Mesa back at some point. Uh, I'm just pulling Matt Gage's name out mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Vasquez. you know, and Vandrew Vasquez goes on the, the, the IL. It, do I need, do I really need that arm? I, I, I don't know, but I, I do, I do like, at least initially, I like having the three catchers here. And then if Gabriel Moreno, if he, if he if he handles things and everything goes well, then you can always pivot off that and, and move Chap, uh, Chapman, move uh, Collins out. Sure. But initially, I like the idea of having that you, that guy behind you. Me. You wonder why they they have been talking about him going to a knee in AAA and figuring how to receive the low pitch from one knee. That, that was a big thing. Everybody you talked to was Moreno's down there. He's figuring out not a wider base, which is the 2022 catcher. The right. look as they go to the one knee, they try and trick the umpire. That's all that is, is to make the low strike look like it's a strike because of where they're starting their base from. And we've heard Moreno's been working on that one knee thing. You remember? You, you wonder if that's what it is. And maybe they they think that he's solved it. He's figured it out. He's comfortable with it. He can throw from it. They certainly have more anal- They have more data oh, and more absolutely. analytics than we do when it comes to. Oh, you know, them khakis, boy, are just so. wearing that out, trying to figure out when to when to call him up. It's an interesting thing. The, the, I don't think it's about whether he's ready or not. If they if they they're calling him up, they think that that's obvious. It's about the guys that he's catching. Do they feel like he's he's ready? Forget about Ross, what Ross thinks and what about the what the khakis think. And the player's always going to think he's ready. It's the guys throwing to him. It's the guys when when push comes to shove, you don't always have to look over there in the dugout to John Snyder and go, hey, what am I calling here? That's the one thing. And, and that relationship between the, the pitcher and the catcher, it's me and you. Forget about the guy standing in the box. I feel confident in you when you put it down. I don't got to shake. I don't like that because there's times in games where something's not working and you need that catcher to go, I got you. Like Danny Jansen, that's what he brings better than everybody else, for me anyway, that's the catcher for the Blue Jays. Is that moment where push comes to shove. It's the big moment. It's the, I can't hang a breaking ball. Oh, whoa, give it to me. Like right here, I've been watching this guy enough to know that the bat's slow. He's cheating to something. We can get him with this. Does Moreno have that? That's the big thing for me. Maybe I'm asking too much from him, but that in turn, gets back around to that top prospect thing. When you're the top prospect, you talk about him differently than everybody else. It's just just reality. And this is the sort of, when you're the catcher and you're sort of the guy is everybody's looking at. And it just, it'll be interesting to see who his first game catching, who that pitcher is. Did you? That'll uh, tell you a lot about him. I want to flip back to your, um, to your experience uh, again, you were the Milwaukee Brewers' top prospect. Mm-hmm. You were brought up at a time you were going to be one of the foundation pieces for the Brewers going forward. Uh, it didn't work out. You hit 200, 220. Sorry, well, I was, I was really good at, when, the, when the first time I got called up. I was really good for about the first 15 games. And then the 
reality set in right. to where guys were trying to figure out how to get you out. So you made the team out of spring training, though. I did. Yeah, you were, you're My the opening day. You're the opening day was, first yeah. baseman. Yeah. Um, when did you start to wonder about whether or not they were going to send you down? Not about whether you belonged in the majors. Well, maybe the maybe the maybe the uh, it, maybe it's the same thing. When did you start thinking? Okay, this is you know, yeah, I'm scuffling. I can look at the numbers, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's getting to the point where they're going to do well, something. When I, when I played, it was about average home runs and RBIs. And when your average is getting closer to the 200 mark than it is closer to the 250 or the 300 mark, good chances that you're not you going right? to stay in the big yeah. leagues long. You don't need somebody to walk up and tell you. That saying that I tell you all the time about I left my cell phone at home on off days, absolutely. That's a fact. Especially yeah. when you went 0 for 6 and now all of a sudden your batting average is in the 215 range. They, don't, they didn't care if I was hitting line drives to right field. You're out. Yeah. Was it was performance driven because of the position that I played? I was a run producer, and if I was not producing runs, then they thought something was wrong. And then again, I take full credit for my career. I'm not blaming anybody, but the people that were around me did not help. And now you're getting people calling me saying on off days you need to show up and take extra extra batting practice. The writing was on the wall. You mm-hmm. could, you know, I'm a, I was a smart enough dude to understand that. But again, I was the top prospect. So a lot comes with that. Like, they're, it just is. Like, you you represent their minor league system. You are the guy. There's nobody else. Well, the, the Blue Jays are fortunate enough that they got a couple of guys, but they seem to think that you're better than those couple of guys. So just the conversation starts with you being the top prospect. This is a lot comes with, ask Rushman with the, with the Orioles. When you, to hit the ground running is a special thing takes a special guy to hit the ground. Bo Bichette's a prime example of that. He hit the ground running. When he came to the big leagues, he was driving baseballs in the gaps, extra base hits. He was doing things which allowed him to have a little room Mm -hmm. for error, which allowed him to be that shortstop that we saw last year, which was uh, because he was breaking. And and also the thing with Bo, that first impression, man, it's important to make a first impression. The first thing you saw with him is, boy, this guy, this guy's, you know, colorful. He has fun. He's hitting to the opposite opposite field he's driving balls yeah he has some issue defensively but i mean so what there it is the initial impression was so good first first impression with with moreno is going to have to be uh, the the only people that are going to see if he gets a pitcher through a game is him and john snyder and and the organization but a normal fan of the toronto blue jays is going to see oh for four three punches and this is your top prospect there's a lot comes with that, and that's the pressure of, you know, him being a mental, the mental side of it, to be able to not listen to that, not get on social media, and just go out and try and do your thing. And and now it's up to the organization to put him in the right positions to succeed and get off to a hot start, which will be key. I say this again, the, the schedule for him coming up was the one thing that I scratched my head with. And it gets back to that, when do you fire a manager? You try and fire a manager so when your team's facing some teams that are, are below 500, that maybe that warrants that guy getting fired and they can get off to a better start with the new guy. Well, you're calling this guy up with, here comes the bid back, bid, the Yankees and the Rays and the Brewers, and, well, you must think he's really good. Um, you know, you made an, an interesting point about the top prospect as well that – he 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 represents the minor league system. He he's he's a guy that a lot of people have a lot of people's reputations are invested in this guy being able to come up and play. His scouts, uh, especially when you're an international player, scouts, 
player development people. Uh, th- there were a lot of people that really have a vested interest in Gabriel Moreno coming up and doing well. And you know what? Everybody says, well, you know, look, look at all the, all the great players that had to go back down to the minor league. Mike Trout had to go down to the back, mm-hmm. back down to the minor league system. Everybody, everybody says that. And it's true. It does happen. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you that uh, when a guy comes up and gets sent back down for performance reasons, dealt. There's, yeah, absolutely. Oh, there I've is. been there. I, 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 absolutely, there is. I got sent down to San Diego, and I can remember I was in my hotel room, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I was crying, like I was a kid. I was a baby. I was sitting in a balled up crying because all the hard work that I'd put in the minor leagues and all those numbers and everything that I was doing to get to the big leagues. And I went to the big leagues and it didn't work out. You're basically starting over again because now you're trying to, to impress a whole different set of people because now you're starting to think now Moreno's a little different because of his age and he's 22 yes. and no one's going to give yeah we're not, not saying that if he, if he goes back down that's it, it, it it's it, it's done I mean he's not. You know, Nate Pearson's kind of in that category. Oh, he's, Nate Pearson's a little older, though. Rubbers met the road with Nate. But Gabriel Moreno's not in the same, no, not not. In the same the situation. Position, the position he plays, too, you know, it's both sides of the ball. That's Danny Jansen. Danny Jansen had to get hurt, go down, and th- only think about his offensive side of the ball because he was so worried about getting Ryu through a game that he just totally forgot that, oh, by the way, you might want to try and get a couple yeah. of hits. There's a lot goes into this. Obviously, everybody talks very highly of this guy. They think he's really good. And now it's time to show us. It'd be nice if we're going to come out with a breath of fresh air. Maybe, Jeff, he'd be so good that they don't have a choice but to leave him in the big leagues and he takes off. And, and now you got, th- you got three faces, four faces of the franchise when you add him and, and you know, the, the big donkey pitching. And then you got the guy playing first. You got the guy playing short. Oh, man, man, all of a sudden. I will ask you this. If you look at the, the minor leaguers – that the Jays have brought up, how many of them haven't quote unquote worked out? You know, especially guys like guys like Anthony K and Thomas Hatch. Those are guys they went out and got, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about homegrown dudes. How many of them haven't worked out? Yeah. Bichette hit the ground running. Guerrero didn't hit the ground running, but played as <clears throat> played every day, learned a new position. And, you know, he went on to be runner up in the MVP race uh-huh. Santiago Espinal now he's not he was a Red Sox guy yeah leave him aside for a minute Lourdes Gurriel Jr. he had to go down and come back Kevin Biggio is what he is sure. but and uh, pitching Alec Manoa uh, by and large these guys have done a pretty good job yeah. with with their top prospects okay the shortstop for the Blue Jays Jordan the first Romano. baseman for the Blue yeah. Jays those are guys that can hit it over the shift Moreno is a guy that's a average first guy How's the shift going to bother him? There's going to be times where they're going to do the shift just to screw with him, just to go, never seen that many people on one side of the field. Now what do I do? That's a thing. Like now you've got to worry about you can't hit it over him. I'm not saying can't. I shouldn't have said that because that's a bad word because you can develop into that. You can create backspin and figure out how to catch it out in front to get it to the pull side. But he's not an other way Homer guy. Right. So now you're a you're a pool guy for power, but you're a high average guy. How's all these things come into play? So the guys that you said are basically couldn't miss when it comes to because they could hit it over the ship. This guy, you know, offensively, that's the one thing that that's sort of alarming to me is he's got one homer at the minor league level. Is that a big deal? Eh, probably not because of the way they develop and the way they act with with prospects. But how many top prospects do you see with one back leg city? One Austin Martin. When well, he was what, here. what 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 they couldn't wait to get rid of him. 
Yeah. Um, let's be honest. Yeah, I, uh, you know, again, I just assume that they, that, that they are, I just assume that they are, they're so confident that Gabriel Moreno's offensive numbers are going to be fine, that mm-hmm. they're, that they're just not worried Probably about, so. they're just not worried about that. And that the, the whole focus has been on getting him ready for the rigors of, uh, of a major league season. But you, and you are right. <laughs> They've got, after the series against Detroit, Baltimore's in town. We've got some tickets to give away later on, by the way, to see the Orioles. So you may get a chance to see Gabriel Moreno and Natalie Rushman, two of the most highly touted young they have catching Kirk, prospects they have in the game. They have seen Kirk with not a ton of power come to the big league level because of the bat-to-ball skills yeah. and using line-to-line. I wonder if... And perform at this level that's, he's performing at. Maybe, maybe they got that to... That's what I was going to ask you. I wonder if seeing what Alejandro Kirk has done has... Sort of created more reason, or given them more evidence to think that Gabriel Moreno can come up, uh, can come come up and 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 contribute right away. But um, yeah, it, it look it's 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 an interesting move in that you know I put a lot of stock in what Dan Schulman says, and Dan talks to a lot of people in the organization, you know, and I. The notes, the stuff he said yesterday, the Jays might wait until 10 days with Jansen, then reevaluate, and then perhaps call up Moreno. He said the severity could determine the reaction. The severity of the injury could determine the reaction. Again, maybe they know something we don't know. Maybe they got some results back yesterday uh, for, uh, on Danny Jansen's hand. But at the same time, there was so much back-channel chatter about this happening that it makes me think that almost as soon as Danny Jansen was hurt. They viewed it as an opportunity to get him. I hope so. Get, get, I hope Gabriel the kid's Moreno really good and we get to come on here all the time and I get to break him down offensively and we get to get a bunch of people on here that can tell us why he's so good behind the plate and he's an elite game caller. I hope all those things are true. And I hope for Blue Jays fans, that's exactly what he he turns into. But I'll say this again, I, I wasn't caught up at 22, but there is a ton of pressure being a top prospect. Ask Vladdy. Yeah. Everything Vladdy does is just poked at and prodded at and why are you not doing this and well look at your weight because he is he's supposed to be the savior the the whatever words you want to use for the blue jays now i'm not saying moreno is supposed to be this but he is the top prospect so yeah moreno turns out to be what everybody wants him to be i've always viewed moreno's kind of being one of the finishing pieces more than more than anything that's better that's well said uh you know and, and you're absolutely right hopefully he Takes advantage of the opportunity and uh, and hits the ground and hits the ground running. Um, Jake Peavy is an analyst with the MLB Network, former Cy Young winner. We'll talk to him about what it would be like pitching to a young catcher, a guy joining your team in the middle or early part of the season, especially if you're trying to work in some stuff. Jeff Passan as well. We mentioned. Gabriel Moreno's coming up. Joey Bart was sent down by the San Francisco Giants yesterday. He was their top prospect. Are there any cautionary tales for the Jays? It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.